Hello and welcome to Point of View, where we give students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. I'm your host, Sophia Meng, and in today's segment of Point of View, we will be talking about the impact of COVID on health workers, families, and workplaces. We spoke with some healthcare professionals and relatives of frontline workers for their insight. Uh, my name is Jacqueline. I am a fourth year Doctor of Audiology, clinical audiology student. Um, right now, I am leading my year-long externship at the Atlanta VA Medical Center. Um, and what I'm doing is just getting all of the experience necessary to be a clinical doctor prior to graduation. Uh, things that I do include diagnosing hearing loss and balance disorders, um, working with cochlear implant patients. I do hearing aid stuff. And, and yeah. Perfect. So you basically just explained um, what you do. Um, what drew mm -hmm. you to your occupation? So it's a very long and convoluted story. The best way to boil it down is I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Organic chemistry told me you don't want to be a doctor. And I agreed because <laughs> I hate chemistry with a burning passion. Um, so I still wanted to stay within the medical field. I still wanted to be able to help people. Um, I just decided I'd rather be like a diet doctor or a doctor light or something, um, not an actual medical doctor. Um, so I kind of combined my love for language and communication, um, cause I was a English major in undergrad as well as a linguistics major. Um, so I combined my passion for that communication aspect um, into the medical field as well, and thus I found audiology. Um, I think it's great just because you're able to help people hear, which sounds important, but at the end of the day, it's all about communication and staying in contact with their community and knowing what's happening around them and being able to share those little moments with family members or in public. Um, being involved at the dinner table, um, being involved with family gatherings, or even being able to understand what the grocery store cashier is saying. Um, I think people forget a lot how important being able to hear is. What kind of impact has COVID had on your workplace and what changes have you seen due to it? Alrighty, uh, so COVID has had a very big impact not only on the workplace but on my schooling um when it hit during my gosh second year i want to say um and because of that i wasn't able to get as much clinical experience as previous non-covid students um one thing that i did see is there was a big change in how, well, first off, PPE, so the wearing of masks, the wearing of face shields, all of that has had a huge impact because we are dealing mostly with patients with hearing loss. So you take away their ability to see facial cues. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you two have both experienced as well, even though you have normal hearing, I'm assuming. Um, the moment you cover someone's face, it's a lot more difficult to understand. So combine that with hearing loss and suddenly I'm yelling at my patients. So that's that's one aspect. It's impacted my ability to communicate with my patients. It's also impacted time a little bit. Um, infection control is something that 
all of the clinics I've been to and I've seen have taken very seriously. Um, so one thing that happens is now between every patient, you've got to, you've got to wipe down all surfaces. You've got to sterilize everything, which ideally when you think about it, maybe we should have done pre COVID as well, but now we're having to take extra time to do that. Um, I know at the Atlanta VA, we're also, we've also changed the way that we circulate people through the clinic uh we've we've seen people have or now we have people walking in only one direction uh which kind of makes traffic a little bit weird and convoluted but that's okay so it's just a little bit of impact on clinic time in the medical field every minute counts um the the appointment times haven't changed but the amount that we're expected to do has increased I will say one of the best impacts COVID has had, and this might sound kind of crazy, but COVID has had a positive impact on telehealth. So your ability mm -hmm. to provide care remotely um, via video calls or telephone calls, that's been expanded a lot, which is great. Um, so with hearing aids, one of the things that we can now do, which we weren't able to do before, is we can remotely program hearing aids if we're on a video call with the patient and the patient says, wow, like it sounds too tinny or it's a little too high pitched squeaky and it hurts my head. Um, ideally, yes, we'd have them in the clinic and we'd run some measurements, but now we can say, okay, hop into that hearing aid app, connect to remote, you know, remote support. I'll hop on my, on my end and let me know what you think about this quick change. That's given us the ability to help patients with small things, uh, which has been nice because a lot of our veterans travel from really, really far away. Uh, I have some veterans that will say, oh, I drove five hours to be here today. Uh, so if they drive home and they're not happy with something, it's not as huge of a deal. Another kind of great thing is, well, I don't know if great is actually the right word to, to describe it, but another positive aspect I'd say of COVID is accessibility for people with disabilities. Um, it's one thing that COVID's done is it's kind of brought an additional realization to society like, hey, um, not everyone can navigate things easily. Not everyone has um, is physically able to access certain locations. What can we do to make it easier for them? Um, one thing that we're now doing, which we didn't do before at the Atlanta VA, is we are able to take measurements of your the acoustics of your ear canal and how sound travels through your ear canal to your eardrum, and we're able to remotely, or rather simulate measurements using those acoustics that are recorded uh, to make adjustments to hearing aids, that way they're most ideally fit. And then we can mail those hearing aids to the veterans um, so they don't need to come in in person, um, which is again, really great. Uh, a lot of our veterans are wheelchair bound. A lot of our veterans live in rural remote areas. So they come in for their hearing test because you can't do that remotely. And then you say, all right, uh, assuming we get all these measurements, chances are we can do everything on our end, ship it to you, and you are good to go. Wow. Okay, those are some positive um, changes instead of all the negative. Has your opinion about your occupation changed after all of these changes, negative or, or positive? Um, so... One thing that is frequently said about the audiology field is that it's a dying profession. 
Um, however, that's typically said by people who are very stuck in their ways and what they're accustomed to. We often say that the um, field of audiology is dying because it's changing rapidly. Um, there's been legislation passed that allows for over-the-counter hearing aids, which a lot of people, a lot of audiologists are worried about, um, but I only see it as, as a positive. But uh, my opinion has changed in some ways for the positive. I see how how the field of audiology has adjusted and adapted and how dynamic it's become. Okay, and... Um, has your passion for helping people been dampened from the constant burnout felt in the medical field during this time? Uh, yes and no. So I still love going into clinic. I still love helping veterans. Um, I will say we are years into this pandemic mm -hmm. and I, I am tired of all the measurements that need to be taken to protect people who don't want to protect themselves or protect others. Um, it's not necessarily burnout because of how demanding my job is. It's more burnout, overall COVID burnout. I'm, it's, it's just tiring seeing all of these people who are COVID deniers. Um, and I'm like, wow. Like, yes, I'm going to help you, but gee whiz, <laughs> can't you help yourself a little bit? Uh, <laughs> but that's more, in, that's more in general. That's got more to do with my personal point of view than necessarily the medical field, if I'm being honest. Um, medical field-wise, I'm still young. I'm fresh. I'm shiny. I'm not even fully graduated. Um, I have not had time to get jaded regarding audiology quite yet. Um, good. And... Because you deal with these older veterans and older people, how seriously do you think the older generation takes pandemic compared to people around your age or our age or millennials? Uh, so because I deal with older veterans in the Southeast, a lot of the people I see, like I said previously, are rural, are um, white conservatives. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are COVID deniers. Yay. Uh -huh. um, that said... I also have a lot of great older veterans who walk in and they just radiate this liberal, like liberal energy. They're like, <laughs> yeah, I got my booster. I can't wait for my next booster. I think all these, like, I am so happy that you all enforce masks. Um, and it's not necessarily so much an age thing as a politics thing, which absolutely sucks mm -hmm. because I don't think science should be political. Um, mm -hmm. So, I, I mean... Age, in my opinion, is not an excuse, um, but age also does kind of factor in because there are generational differences. Um, yeah, so a little, a little bit of both. Uh, I think some of it has to do with generation, uh, but then a lot of it also has to do with education and access to, I mean, multicultural and diverse areas and all sorts of different things yes i also agree and the last question um so this recent surge of cases obviously with omicron um that's affected a lot of people um has that affected the holidays for you at all or any plans that you had um did you have to change them and do you think it's similar to last year's surge worse better did it affect your mm -hmm. um workplace more uh so right before omicron and delta we were 
there was whispers through the grapevine, like, oh my gosh, maybe we won't have to wear visors as well as masks. Maybe we'll just get to wear masks because the visors are a little bit annoying, but I understand why we have to wear them because safety. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, as far as workplace goes, or the thought of relaxing PPE requirements has, well, been completely discarded. Um, I've definitely seen it impact holiday plans. I had plans to do a everyone's boosted, let's get together and have a hangout with friends, um, a lot of friends in the Pacific Northwest. And we had to cancel that because we were like, hey, if someone comes in from a hotspot and doesn't realize that they've brought something with them, what if we become a spreading event? Um, and it's, I'd say it's different from last year's surge. Well, partially because I'm seeing people who are impossibly careful still getting sick, even though they wear masks. Mm-hmm. Um, it And I feel like part of that could also be, we have a little bit of, I guess, I mean, there's that knowledge like, hey, I'm vaxxed, I'm boosted. I feel okay going out. Um, I know a lot of people have shifted how how much they are willing to uh, quarantine based on their vaccination status, which makes sense. Uh, That said, with Omicron, I'm also seeing a lot of those same people uh, who were super big into quarantine, again, being like, hey, I'm locking down. Um, I'm going to have my core groups of people. My plans have kind of shifted around a little bit because of Omicron. Um, Like I said, I'm not doing big giant friend get-togethers um some of my extracurriculars i've stopped doing because i don't want to risk getting sick uh i yeah so like i'm not going to the gym i'm not going to do aerial classes um and and yeah just kind of going back into (laughs) back into a small version of lockdown again yeah Yeah. um so that is it okay Alrighty. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Shihari Cervello. So, Shihari, what do your parents do? Like, what kind of doctors are they? What is their field of work? Well, my mom is a family physician that mainly focuses on geriatrics, which is elder people, I guess, like between the ages of 50 and 90. Um, my dad's not in medicine. Um, are you also interested in the field of medicine? Um, since I was, I guess, since me and my brother, since a young age, my mom's kind of pushed us towards medicine as our future career. Um, we've always gone to volunteering and like other, we always volunteered at hospitals and clinics in, um, in her, like in her own clinics area because she has like connections with, um, I guess the doctors in that area and anytime we just, like need volunteer hours, she'd always say, oh, can you help out? Like my son, he wants to volunteer at your clinic. They'd say, yes, we go, easy. And has your parents experienced during the pandemic changed how you feel about healthcare professionals and kind of your future line of work if you want to be a doctor as well? Um, during quarantine itself, my mom, well, and other people in the area noticed that a lot of workers wouldn't, a lot of like nurses and technicians wouldn't like come. Like they'd quit their jobs because of the quarantine and there was um, unemployment benefits that were coming out. So I guess it showed us that like work is kind of valuable, labor is kind of valuable. She 
up the pay because no one would come. And then on top of that, me and my brother worked at a, not worked, but like semi-worked, semi-shadowed at um, Piedmont Regional, which is a hospital near her clinic. And we did that for like, I think we both docked around 250 hours, um, just shadowing surgeons and all that. And we noticed during quarantine, they had a lot different like we went before quarantine once and after quarantine there was a very big difference in their like standards and their regulations i guess um well doctors had to keep a more higher standard of like sanitation there was always um temperature checks and at one point they even had like rapid covid tests for anyone with a temperature of like two degrees off one and a half degrees off um it's kind of impacted all of medicine in the sense that all doctors know what it's like now to... Also, my parents both acknowledge this. Also, other doctors do. Doctors have a little bit of an ego. As in, they think that their workers, their like nurses and everyone else is not at the same level as them, which is somewhat okay because they did go through eight years of education to get there. But I feel that this has like humbled them to the experience that they are also needed, nurses are also needed, and other people are also needed for medicine to work. Um, besides what you just told me, do you think there's any kind of other impact that COVID has had on the workplace, like how much doctors have had to work because of this unemployment? Doctors have had to work overtime. They, like if a normal shift was eight to 10 hours, now it's 12 to 14. And not just in, like, the workspace itself. Also at home, you have to, like, chart things, like, dictate everything. It's, I guess, the workload has just gone up because more people are coming to clinics to get checked up. Any, like, small sign of anything. Do I have COVID? Do I have any symptoms of COVID? Everything leads to, let me get a checkup. And because of this recent surge of cases that was around the winter time, did that affect your winter break at all? Did your mom get a few more careful? Did you not, were you not allowed to go to holiday parties and stuff like that? Um, definitely. Especially last year, 2021, no one was going out. This year, I did see a lot of people start going out, which mm-hmm. was a bad idea because mm-hmm. everyone got hit with Omicron. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a good idea, but we personally didn't go out because we knew, like, Cases are rising because she has like, like how we like normal people, I guess, hear about it like a week after my mom sees it as it happens, like cases Mm -hmm. rising in her like, I guess, doctor community. Everyone's like spreading around like, oh, our cases rise by like 30 people a day. Oh, there was 100 people yesterday, like that kind of thing. So we heard about it as soon as it happened. So, yeah, we didn't go out during any breaks, any holidays, um, yeah. Yeah, and how do you think your mom's habits or attitude has changed after COVID? Humbled, that's one thing. And um, in previous years, she's not very good at, she wasn't very good at management, like office management, I guess, because um, my dad would actually take care of most of that. But this year, my dad also had like a hard time with his job. So my mom, because all the people were like leaving, she, I guess, learned how to manage her business more effectively. Or, like, she learned how to treat patients like a nurse would treat patients, not a doctor, because there is a clear difference. If you ever notice in a clinic, the 
doctor just comes in, does their thing, leaves. Well, the nurse is the one that usually treats with more, like, um, treats them as a human being, I guess. They treat with more emotion. They treat, like, they treat them like a human. And while the doctor will just come in and do what they got to do, they won't really talk. When they do talk, you can tell it's a scripted speech. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess my mom learned to be more human around patients. And has this impacted family and daily life in any way? For sure. Um... Now, well, it's a plus for me because my mom would come home even later from home, <laughs> later from work. But I guess that's a bad thing because more work usually means that more stress. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Houses, house. Whenever like COVID cases rose, there was a very stressful environment at home. And um, what extra precautions has she taken with your family? And because of this, do you feel like you've been better protected and well informed during this pandemic compared to your peers? I think this goes without saying, if you live in a medical family, you're definitely more protected than other families. Mm-hmm. Um, when the first vaccine came out, we got it. Like my mom, because oh, she works with sick. geriatrics. So she was like one of the doctors that were given the vaccines first, like very first. So my mom and my dad got the vaccine very, like one of the first, maybe like a thousand people that got the vaccine. Um, then we got like the first, I guess, 16 plus vaccine. My brother got the first 17 plus. I think at the time it was 17. But then I got the first 16 plus. Um, Other things would be that in our house, we have a higher, like, we keep ourselves more clean, I guess. It's not like dirty. We always have medical supplies in our house. Like at times, I don't even, we have like surgery equipment in our house. I don't even know where this came from. We just have it in a cabinet. We have Everything you need, honestly. We have most prescription drugs. I don't know why. My mom just keeps it there, just like in case something happens. Um, yeah, so I feel that we, just because most medical families will, without saying, be more prepared for anything. And do you think that your parents have become more strict or created more rules about going out and stuff like that because of the pandemic? Um. Yes and no. As in, yes, because when COVID cases hit, we, you know, quarantine. Like, we keep ourselves inside. Don't go out kind of thing. Not quarantine, but, like, Mm -hmm. pre-quarantine. But um, when, I don't, there was a period of time where we didn't, like, keep that standard very high. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember when it was, but, like, sometime last year where... COVID cases were low. We had all both, like, everyone in our house had been double vaccinated, like, boosted. We went out to, like, the mall. Or, like, <laughs> we'd go out to, like, places with, like, we'd go, like, hiking with, like, friends. One time, that entire hiking group actually had COVID. Ooh. Like, one person had COVID, everyone got COVID. And did you except know? Except us. Oh, we didn't know. Wow. But, like, them, they didn't have the second booster yet. We had the second booster, so we were, like, protected. They were not protected. So they all got COVID, which is scary because one day they all just said, oh, we have a fever of 104. Boom. And on top of it, most of those people in that group are older. So it was a very, very big shock. And I take it you've never gotten COVID? Um, Funny story. I think, we all think at least, in the first, like, February or March or April, we all got like 103 fevers. 
the very first April because my mom works there, so yeah. she must have gotten it. Then we must have gotten it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we think because we all got like one or three fevers. We got like lack of taste, um, what fatigue, bones aching, all like the symptoms of COVID. <laughs> so it was like it was a very interesting experience to see that like, yeah, we got COVID at the very beginning of COVID. Wow. Yeah. I mean, at least you didn't get it like during winter. I feel like everyone has that, gotten that, it at that once kind of during stuff. winter. Um, maybe we we don't know because like the symptoms we got over everyone got like a thing over winter, but we got like very very subtle symptoms. Like yeah. it was like nothing. It was like a cough for a day. Yeah, that's what my mom got. And then my dad got like what? He was just tired. That's it. <laughs> okay. Thank you for speaking with us today, Shahari. Thank you for letting me on, Sophia. This concludes this episode of Point of View. Thank you so much for listening. For a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. I'm your host, Sophia, and this has been Point of View.